Love your weekend breakfast. With Refilwe Mbakanyane on 702. Let's walk the talk. Parents, how good is your side eye game? Yeah? Do your children, do they know like that it's time to cease and desist when you're in company and you just give them that one look? Uh, and, and I guess if none of this applies to you, you might want to stay listening to Nikki Bush's tips and suggestions on how to keep kids entertained and I guess in line when you are out and about and, and dining publicly. Um, I know that my mom didn't have to talk much growing up. She would give us that one look that meant I will cut you down at the kneecaps right now. I'll chop you off at the kneecaps if you don't start behaving or stop annoying me or stop irritating me. And I just wonder how parents, you know, how do you survive without having your, hey, look, <laughs> you know, that thing that puts a final, uh, an exclamation mark or an endpoint to uh, the behavior of your kids. But at any rate, um, send, send an SMS on 31702. Uh, did, your, did your parents have that look? Do you have the look? Have you had to develop one as a parent? Uh, and let's talk how to keep children busy and out of mischief when taking the family out for a meal. Of course, uh, who better than our human potential and parenting expert, speaker and author, Nikki Bush, to help us have that conversation morning nikki good morning <laughs> i was listening to you say the cease and desist look yes oh my goodness no my my mom's side eye game was strong you did uh, not getting, want to be on the receiving end of it it would be called giving your child the, the hairy eyeball look <laughs> exactly exactly i think i think it's a, it's also just a survival mechanism uh, you might not mean to develop it but uh, by the time they've reached about three or four you've you've got it safely in hand yeah. Uh, I'm going to dine out on that one this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a, an important issue, this, because your children are in public. And when your kids are in public, they need to be in some way contained and well-behaved, which is a difficult thing when children are born to move and be curious. Mm, absolutely. So, so Nikki, we're almost expecting the opposite. Exactly. But, you know, Nikki, it also, it, it's also a, a wider conversation about, you know, first of all, how your children are socialized, but we all have very different expectations. We've got a very um, a varied horizon of expectations around what constitutes being be, or kids behaving in public. Um, some parents are all for go out and explore. And if your child is curious and wants to, you know, go to the table, the next table over in the restaurant and say hi to those diners, um, no problem. And then you've got, you know, uh, parents that keep a much tighter leash, unfortunate term, a much tighter leash on their children. So we're also, um, we're also having to keep, a, keep, uh, keep an eye on the expectations of the other people uh, around us that we're ostensibly socializing with. Absolutely. So there, there is that respect for other people's space. And there's also the opportunity, as you say, for children to socialize. But I think what's important is that when you are in a public space, as a parent, you have to take responsibility for your child. Mm. It's not a free-for-all. And while we must encourage curiosity, we also need to maintain a level of control. Now, here is where I've been helping parents for many, many years mm. around issues of discipline, around issues of control. And it's two little words. The one is pay attention to your children. So attention is very, very important. Sure. If children feel like you are not paying attention, they have a little trigger. And that little trigger tells them do something 
to get mum and dad's attention. Even if that means climbing into the fountain at the front door of the restaurant Mm. or getting into the water feature or pushing another child over or irritating somebody because there's nothing like the attention button to get your parents riled up and focused. So if parents are not paying attention, children will find a way. And then the other word is distraction. We have to use distraction to our benefit. So when you walk into a restaurant, you've got to quickly scan the environment. You've got to work out where are the pain points? Where are the the places where my kids are going to get into trouble? Mm. And we have to distract them from getting into trouble. Otherwise, parents lose control and parents start having tantrums with their children because when their child does get into the wrong place, um, they start actually shouting and screaming at their children or smacking their children in public. So those are my two key words for today's conversation. Are you paying attention Mm -hmm. and are you using the power of distraction instead of outright discipline in public spaces. Which is an interesting tension because I guess a lot of people might feel, well, if if I just tell the child to sit tight and uh, not fidget to move around, that should be enough. But why why do you contend that that's not enough? That's not the case. That should not be the case. Okay, so we need to be proactively parenting rather than reactively parenting. And I'll never forget... um, a friend of mine or, or a colleague of mine who'd been to one of my parenting on the run workshops coming to me uh, the next year because she'd come in about the November mm. and in the December, her three-year-old was the only child at Christmas dinner in a hotel. Hmm. And she came back and she said, it works, it works, Nikki, it works. <laughs> <laughs> and she said her child was so happily engaged during the whole of the Christmas lunch um, because she had gone prepared for the occasion. Mm. And here's the secret. Uh, when you take children to a restaurant, understand you're putting them in a new place, so they are curious, they do want to have a look around, okay? And if it's a meal time, don't take your child to a restaurant hungry. Sure. Here's a key. This is a real key. Well, exactly. Give us, give us. You've got, you've got a list. You've got your ten commandments for taking children to restaurants, and you're. I think every parent will eventually, click, or will click on very early in the game that, you know, you can't take a child out when they are at the end of their tether. So exactly. they can't be starving and then have to sit down, decide on what to eat, and then wait for the order to come through. There are tricks and tips to all of this. Give us uh, that tricks to all of this. Give us your 10 commandments for taking children out for a meal. Okay. And I must tell you, I have presented my Parenting on the Run workshop many times in restaurants. And when I get to this section on kids in restaurants and my 10 commandments, I often see the manager of the restaurant standing at the back of the room applauding silently. (laughs) (laughs) Because they see some very interesting things, no doubt. Oh my goodness, to be in the service industry. Mm, Absolutely. Children and parents, it's not just for children. So let's actually acknowledge that we are responsible as parents. So Mm -hmm. number one, feed your child a snack before arriving at the restaurant because a hungry child is usually fractious and irritable and in order to to um, deal with that they will move yeah. or they will make a noise mm. so don't take a hungry child to a restaurant and you know that you are going to wait for your order we are not known for good customer service 
and quick returns in a restaurant in South Africa. Please keep juice and water on hand, especially if you have a child under the age of seven who battles to perhaps um, convey their needs. When they're hungry, they say they're thirsty. When they're thirsty, they say they're hungry. Or they say they're tired. They can't quite um, convey what it is that they're feeling, but they know that they're uncomfortable. So keep that juice and water on hand um, before your child, you know, gets to that breaking point. And when you're ordering drinks, order their food. You know, kids are not difficult to order for. They like chicken nuggets and chips mm. or they like fish and chips. It's easy. It's not like you're going to have to look at 10 million things before you place sure. your order. And in most restaurants, at any rate, the waiter will always prompt you and say, do you want to get the kids ordering first? Because they yes. know, they've experienced, know. they've been on the front lines. Yeah. That's right. And then choose your restaurant carefully. You know, there are some really good kid-friendly restaurants. I was in one just the other day, which has wonderful, um, you know, playground facilities for children. Uh, They have a a little um, pizza bar where your kids, the waiters will take the kids off to the pizza bar and make their own pizza. Now, think about pizza dough. It's like Play-Doh. And that is a sensory um, play experience that will bring your child's stress down. Mm. It's also creative. And if you don't go to a restaurant like a you know, kid-friendly pizza restaurant, for example, then make sure that you are paying attention. This is when it really becomes important. If it's not a kid-friendly restaurant, you need to go prepared. If there is bread on the table, in a fancy restaurant, there's usually bread on the table. If you've got a three- or four-year-old, pop them on your lap and let them spread the butter on the bread roll or the bread. It's, once again, a sensory experience. Or go prepared with a little lump of Play-Doh in a small container. A lump of Play-Doh on a side plate with a fork Mm. will keep your child entertained. But you must be paying attention. Yeah, and of course, be involved. Yeah, and of course, a a book and crayons and cookies, you know, are always a fantastic accompaniment as well. Absolutely. Now, you've mentioned the, the, the coloring in and the crayons. When you go to a big restaurant that often will provide um, a, a piece of paper which has a pre-printed coloring in picture on it and they will bring you a little cup of crayons. Very often that cup of crayons is filled with broken crayons. Mm. Your kids don't like broken crayons. Take your own. Be prepared. I call it having a fun-on-the-run bag or a fun-on-the-run little suitcase or box. And that must be ready at the door at any time of day or night. And you know that what you've got in there is a lovely coloring in a book that is age-appropriate to your child. It's got their favorite crayons in it. Um, maybe a little uh, 12-piece puzzle with none of the pieces missing. Mm. You see, Children get very frustrated when you take them to a place and they happily might engage in building a puzzle and then they find there's a piece missing. And that can send them off pop. (laughs) So um, go prepared. This preparedness thing sends a message to your child. I have thought of you. I am prepared for you. We are in this together. And that in itself is incredibly calming. And in that suitcase, you might throw in maybe... Uh, depending on the the child's age, age appropriateness, uh, you could have a sticker book. Uh, Sticker books are great for keeping kids busy. Or a simple card game, say, like Uno for a six-plus-year-old. Just normal cards, 
I yeah. remember taking my kids to, to restaurants with a normal deck of cards when they were 10, 11, and 12. And they would sit playing while we were having an extra cup of coffee yeah. after the meal. And, and it, the, the rest of your, your Ten Commandments is really just um, paying attention to the, or be noting the fact that and be cognizant of the fact that you, ch- you probably won't have many meals of this kind that are uninterrupted, that are seamless, right? Whether it's taking your child for a walk just to break the monotony or to distract them or to just, you know, get away from all the um, all the input, the sounds, the atmosphere in the restaurant just for a little bit and then coming back to it or having one partner wash the kid whilst you eat and then you grab the kid and they, you know, so you're, you're also just alluding to the fact that you can't expect it to be business as usual. Yeah, be realistic is, is the bottom line. Is be realistic. You're dealing with a child who, who is curious, who wants to move. So how are you going to contain that? You've got to be more exciting than all those other things that they want to go and do or, or get their hands into. So you have to be, I say, a source of magic, wonder, and surprise. You've got to be able to pull a rabbit out of the hat every now and again because you need to be the one to keep your child's attention. So just think about that child who is so desperate to move. What's going to keep them in their seat? And it's actually you. It's not the crayons. It's not the coloring in. It's your involvement in that activity. It's you saying, wow, look at that pretty, pretty color you're, you're using. Look at how beautifully you have done that. Mm. Look at the effort you're making. Children are suckers for their parents' attention. That's, mm. the, that's the secret sauce. Mm. Well, what we see di- dining out these days is also just, you know, a lot a, a lot of devices or phones being handed over to the kid. And um, I don't know. Listen, if, if that's what you need to do to get through um, a meal, if you are find yourself unprepared, then, you know, I guess you're going to do it. But um, what what are your thoughts, Nikki, on kids' devices at the table? Right. <laughs> Favorite pet topic. Mm. <laughs> If you're going to take your kids out for a meal, what is the reason why you're going? Often it's because you want a night off, you don't want to be cooking, but use that opportunity to create quality time with your child. Uh, You know, you need to look at at the the lifespan of of parenting face-to-face. It actually goes by in the blink of an eye, creating memorable moments in a restaurant it seems it's a, these are times children will remember forever. I remember taking our kids to a smart restaurant in Oatshorn of all places at New Year's Eve one yeah, year. Yeah. And at the time we had an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old. And it was one of those slow evenings. Mm, mm. <laughs> so it was very slow. We had a deck of trump cards. Yeah. You know, cards where you compare the speed of the car and the velocity and all that kind of stuff. And we were the only parents in the restaurant that came prepared. The rest of the kids ran, ran, ran. And they kept running, bumping themselves, crying, uh, you know, getting into trouble. And then eventually these kids were surrounding our table and they were watching us play games. And I felt so sad for them. You know, I felt really sad because nobody else was playing with their kids. And my kids remember that evening. Yeah. It's, it's got rich, rich memories for them. Um, going, taking kids to restaurants can be such a memorable experience mm. because it is a multi-sensory experience and your kids will remember how involved you were. 
Sure. I prefer not to have devices unless it's last resort. All right, cool. There we have it. Um, before we say adios, we do need to uh, get the lowdown on the latest toy that uh, you're recommending for parents. What have you got in your goodie bag? So in line with kids and restaurants, mm-hmm. I want to talk about reusable color in placemats. So, such doodle. a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> such a good idea. These, these are just perfect for children from four to eight years of age, available on timelesstoys.coza. And it's a large silicon mat that is fabulously illustrated. It's food-grade silicon that comes with nine non-toxic, vibrant marker pens in a convenient travel pouch. So it'll take absolutely no room in your handbag. Um, and they are wipe cleanable, so, so just a damp cloth, and you can even spray with sanitizer too. Mm-hmm. And each mat has detailed illustrations uh, for children. There's the toot-toot honk, which is transport from A to Z, into the wild, which is animals from A to Z, or dino raw, numbers from 1 to 10, and sugar and spice numbers from 1 to 10. And why I'm saying A to Z and 1 to 10 is hidden between all these wonderful illustrations are letters of the alphabet, numbers for your children to seek and find and trace, Mm. and of course the words. So there's incidental reading as well. So when you next visit a restaurant with your kids, be prepared with a great activity to keep them busy while you're waiting for that meal to arrive. Price point, Nikki? They're, they're, they're a little bit on the expensive side. They're three ninety nine each, mm-hmm. but they are they are reusable. So that's what I love about them. They're safe. They're reusable. Your kids will be quietly engaged. So it's a win win for everyone. It's lightweight. So you know it's not a big thing that you have to take with you. Easy to fold and store in the travel pouch. Available at timelesstoys.coza. And what you'll be doing in addition to keeping your children occupied and engaged is they'll be using their eye hand coordination, their fine motor control, letter and number recognition, and here's a a new one, figure ground perception. Tell us more. (laughs) These are busy placemats. So you can say to your child, can you find me a castle? Can you find me the bus? Mm. Can you find me the dinosaur with the longest neck? Absolutely. And they'll be looking in this maze of pictures to spot what you've asked them to find or ask them to find you the number 10 or the X or the number 2. Now, those are brilliant pre-reading skills um, and reading skills you know, actually affirm what they already know. So these are things that will stretch your child as well as entertain your child and keep them busy when you most need to keep them busy. And all of this you can go and find on nickybush.com, look up toy reviews, and it'll have the details of where to find this product. And if you want the 10 commandments for taking kids to restaurants, just punch in the word restaurants on nickybush.com and you'll pull it up. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nikki Bush. We'll hear more from Nikki next Saturday.